All right, I'm going to do it. The loss of podcast. The loss of podcast. Hey, sexy friend. He's making me his bitch. Maybe you want to get a piece of that. Pretty good. I want to talk about sexy teens. I was getting erections. It's a very creepy feeling. I can guarantee that underwear theft will come up again. None of this is relevant. Pokemon, Pokeballs. 750 milliliter bottle of rum. Welcome to the Velocity Podcast. A study in monology. This is your grumpy uncle Peter. He will say words at you. The theme song that you just listened to was made to me, made for me by Nigel Grover. And he's a friend. And he did it like six months after I started the podcast. And it was, it was beautiful. It was amazing. I can't thank him enough. But, you know, it's been about two, three years. And in that two, three years, I think maybe, you know, it's time for a refresh. And then I discovered this. And I, I would like to apologize to Nigel because he didn't ask for anything from the song. He just made the song for me and it was amazing. But I mean, there's a certain sincerity and quality that comes with this. And perhaps it's just youth. Because we as people, as humans, we find youth appealing. And, and just the youthful nature of those young people playing the shit out of Turn Down For What on recorders. I mean, you can't argue with that. That's just, that's just the way the world should be. So throughout the podcast, maybe from now on, that is going to be seen, going to be the song you hear. And that is what I want you to know is that thank you, Nigel, but you've been replaced by a bunch of really terrible six-year-olds playing the recorder. That's not actually today's topic. Uh, Like everything recently, uh, today was completely thrown out of whack. My kids had another week off from school. It's not their fault. It's COVID. Uh, any plan I had was out the window because got to, you know, feed them and stuff. Apparently you have to feed your children more than once, which uh, seems unreasonable. I kind of was like, I got to, I'm struggling to find something to talk about. I found a bunch of old stories and I wanted to just go through the story and try to decide, is it Okay is what happens in these okay and what is acceptable, what is not acceptable. Because we're talking about hobbies. And I live in Japan. In Japan, it is a mecca. It is the place for hobbies. People define themselves more by their hobbies here than I think anywhere else in the world. Like people will call themselves otaku. That's not just a, a light thing. There comes with social stigma with the word otaku. And that is something to be aware of. When you get into any sort of relationship with someone who defines themselves by a term like otaku, then you have a whole other set of things because this is their lifestyle you're talking about now. 
The first story up is Otaku's cousin pays him $35,000 after their kid destroys his Gundam collection, which I think is a very interesting thing because this stuff is not cheap. So there are collectors. So this is just like any collector's thing. You have the, 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 the common ones. It's almost just like stuff in video games. You have common, which is very cheap, easy to get. There are a million of them. And as it gets more and more rare, it gets more and more expensive. Gundam have done the same thing. They'll release, or we're only going to release, I don't know the gun name of any Gundam thing. Um, it is, I, I really should have made a list of Gundam names before I started this. But, you know, I, I'm because I'm now I'm thinking, the, I only know like five Pokemon names and that's what I'm going to call the Gundam by the end of it. So they have collector's items. The guys who are serious about it, they're actually trying to collect the rarest ones and they want to keep those and they make them, they build them, you know, that's their life. This man, he had a funeral going on next door. It was his grandmother's and he locked his room where he had kept a massive, massive collection of Gundam models. And these take various amounts of hours to put together. Now I've done it maybe twice with my son. And we did six hour ones. It took us about eight hours or nine hours. What actually happens is these guys get into like the hundred hour, 200 hour sort of details, and then they paint them and they want to make them as close to the anime as possible. Before leaving for the ceremony, the man locked the collectibles room, which included what appeared to be Gundam action figures, DVDs, and comic books. Upon returning home, he discovered that the room had been ransacked and his collectibles were spread across the floor. The child was reportedly able to unlock the room and decided to play with memorabilia. So that is actually a question of responsibility. Because if you have kids in a house and they see toys, they don't understand rarity. They don't understand like it's okay or not okay to play with certain toys. These are designed to be attractive to kids. I have a question about the child being able to unlock the room. So... Why was the child able to unlock the room? Was the child unsupervised? Because I'm thinking, yes, they were. And I think, yes, they were because probably everyone over next door thinking it was fine. We'll just leave the kid here for an hour. But the man had locked the door. Where is the responsibility here of the man and the child? So the damage done. All 38 figurines 41 limited edition action figures, nine sets of DVDs, 33 CDs, 45 comic books, and a computer were wrecked, according to Good Times. Now, this is uh, funny because, because I'm not interested in figurines or any of the other collector stuff. I didn't actually go, oh, until it said computer. Computer is something that I care about. And it actually meant I was more sort of connected to the pain this felt. If a kid walked in and like smashed up my computer... I understand how I would feel. The man's cousin and her husband apologized for the destruction, but apologies were not enough to pay for the 3.14 million yen, which is more than $28,000 American, in damages. The man said some of the collectibles are not sold anymore, which is, again, sort of me is the, is the main point of this. If it's rare and it's not sold anymore, it can't be replaced. What do you do then? So the total loss could be much higher because the value of something, maybe he spent 10,000 yen on something. Now it's worth 20, 30, 40, 50,000 yen. That can't be replaced. He showed his 
cousin the actual prices of his collect- collectibles on Amazon. She agreed to pay a total of 4 million yen, $35,982. It's unknown when the case came to resolution, but a Twitter post puts the story happening as far back as 2013. The child was reprimanded and was not allowed to celebrate his birthday as punishment. I don't know if I actually think that's fair. And I don't know if I think that's fair because I don't know how old the kid is. Did the kid understand what they were doing? I've had, I wouldn't even say collectibles. I've had things and I made sure the kids understood they couldn't touch them or I put them where the kids couldn't get them. Now this guy did lock his door, but clearly not well. So there is the big question. Is the child responsible? Not celebrating your birthdays a bit much because if the kid's only six, I don't think they understand really why they're not uh, celebrating their birthday. There's also the question of punishing children after the fact. If they can't connect the punishment with the events, the consequences, then that punishment is ineffective. Just like when you punish a dog, something I've said many, many times is children and dogs are trained the same way. Now, my dog, Dave, is very well behaved. People have said, my children are very well behaved. And that's because they get treated almost identically. I would actually say Dave gets more leeway because he doesn't understand what I'm saying. They have to understand consequences. It has to be connected. It has to be instantaneous for people to know, for kids to know what they've done is wrong. So that's maybe the first problem here is I don't know if the kid is wholly responsible. But then we get into the more interesting stories because the more interesting stories deal with adults. And adults do know what they're doing. So any fallout from that is actually their own fault. So this is how far back is this? This is back when in 2018. So this is actually quite an old story. I remember hearing about it. Um, It's not the most dramatic one. Of the morning of December 26th, Japanese Twitter user, and then it's a long string of random letters, and his wife got into an argument before he went to work. Now, the problem is, I actually read a couple of versions of this article. They never said what the article was really about. Um, it seems to have been about money or the anime stuff. Apparently, there's a lot of simmering, simmering animosity, at least on his wife's side, at the point their conversation had ended because when he returned home later that day, this is the scene that was waiting for him. And then she had overturned the shelves and display stands uh, where he had kept his plastic models. Now that was interesting because that actually shows how angry she was. She actually grabbed a shelf and pulled it over. So that's not just like an instant of anger because you do one and then maybe you stop and realize what you've done. Uh, she's done multiple because I actually saw the picture before it was ta- the tweet was taken down. Oh, I should have read, actually read this first. Here's the quote. I got into an argument with my wife this morning and when I got home, she'd broken my model shells. Lightning Sayex, Blade Liger, Gun Sniper, Shadow Fox. I mean, I don't know if you get more Japanese names than these random English words stuck together. Unicorn Gundam, farewell. This is so sad. I, again, in half these words, I don't know if I'm saying Sayix wrong or Sayix and Blade Liger or Liger. Welcome to Japanese names used in English. They just don't make any sense at all. A handful. So uh, of course, all these people are like, that was really unfair. It was wrong. And I kind of agree with that. But the question there is, 
she's an adult with no clearly with no self-control and it's that lack of self-control is the first issue then we get to the last story i actually want to look at which has way more details and stuff oh i think i just there you go i want that one so the final example of this is a man demands divorce after his wife throws out his anime collection now there was a video that i saw on it was probably tiktok which of course is never the greatest source but it was a very classic of a girlfriend had like pulled the batter uh, pulled the power off on a PlayStation or something while a guy was playing and the guy gets really upset and she's angry at him for playing video games she says why why is this a problem incidents is sort of something you see on the internet regularly it's the guy playing a video game he plays video games too much the girlfriend's jealous she's not getting attention so she takes it out on the machine and then the guy gets very very upset that in itself we've seen a million times the interesting part to me part for me was the second part where another man comes up it's sort of like a duet thing and he says why is this so painful for the man why is this so frustrating why is he so angry why is he so upset that she's turned off the video game why is he acting like a child and then to give it some perspective he said go through a couple's house and when you go through that house look for as many things as you can that are just his that are his alone that are for his sort of decompression at the end of the day and in a normal house you will find almost nothing and that really brought it into focus for me because in relationships uh people always say like oh we're doing this together and honestly a lot of times it's the the woman says we're doing this together she's making a lot of the decisions and the man is just agree and that might sound biased or you know misogynistic or something but i had this experience i have friends with the experience if you go through their houses you can see who decorated the house you can see who made the choices you can see uh what the focus is and the focus is on making the woman happy so when you go through the house you don't see a lot of guy things. If you go through a guy's apartment while he's single, it's a very different looking thing. Uh you can, if you watch the video, see my room. And this is about as dudeish as a room gets because what I have is a bed and then up behind the symbol there is a chin-up bar. I'm sitting at my computer desk where there's a computer and a PlayStation. So you can see I've created a certain amount of boundary uh where i have my own space i have my own room and that is actually the otaku thing takes this to a new level so i have one room and i got my own stuff so that's pretty nice this is one of the reasons i'm happy in my marriage but these otaku guys do they take it too far this last story is when it gets called into question Earlier this month a troubled housewife took to the Yomiuri online Yomiuri is a big newspaper site looking for advice on her marital relationship posting as Maki on the Hatsugen Komachi Yomiuri online's public forum targeted at women the housewife explained her situation and asked for feedback in her post Maki explained that she's a housewife in her late 30s with a husband 3 years older so he's about 40 and an 11-year-old son According to the story, her husband kept coming home with boxes of drink bottles. When she asked why, her husband explained that he was collecting them as part of the campaign the convenience store was having. Looking at the total number, she saw over 10,000 yen, that's like 100 bucks, worth of bottles. Getting angry at his loose use of money, Maki told him to use his own savings for daily expenses 
and then refuse to do any housework or cooking. So she's saying, you're spending too much money, too much of our money. Uh, I refuse to do any work around the house until you stop. So there's an ultimatum being placed on him. And that is actually one of the first problems is a healthy, mature relationship. You could have a discussion. You could even have an argument. Ultimatums don't tend to work as, as we will see by the end of the story. However, the next month, Mackie's husband changed the bank account his company deposited money into and grabbed the family bank book, a notebook used to record all transactions at the bank, which also serves as kind of an ATM card for himself. This is an interesting uh, side version of a story I had. When I got married, my wife, being Japanese, wanted to do everything in very Japanese ways. One of the things she said is, when you get paid, you'll give me your salary, your mo- all the money, and I'll give you an allowance, which didn't make any sense to me at all. And it didn't make any sense to me at all because why would I work and then accept a portion that you decide? She said, well, that's the Japanese way. And I said, well, you should have married a Japanese man. I don't think that's the answer she was expecting. What I was really thinking was, I have no problem giving you, honestly, a lion's share of the money I make because you're paying the bills. We were in Japan, so a lot of things were in her name. So if you're paying the bills, of course, I have no problem paying for all of that. But I am not going to come to you and ask for my money. And this guy, now he was doing it. He was giving her the bank book. She had control of the finances. And then he, and then she laid down an ultimatum and he immediately decided, well, I don't actually have to take this from you. I'm the one who makes the money. I can wrest control from you anytime. From then on, he declared that he'd be in charge of the family's money. Mackie was upset. So she's upset that she's lost her cash cow. But her husband pointed out that she'd abandoned her housework and they got her parents on his side, forcing her to give in. So he's like, look, I make the money. You do the housework. That's why you can stay at home. If you're not going to do that, you certainly don't get control. And her parents agreed with him. That, I think, is unusual. After putting up with the situation for a while, Mackie finally decided that she had enough and while her husband was out, tossed out all of his anime goods and Blu-rays. Upon discovering what his wife had done, the husband rushed to the garbage collection area to gather up his prized possessions. Now, before we go on from there, this is, again, she's basically taken a slightly different route but tried to create an ultimatum. If she's angry about wasting money, throwing away a bunch of stuff you've already paid for, is not a good use of money. Like that's paid for, you should keep it and use it. He probably still gets use out of it. That again shows that she doesn't actually care about money. She only cares about what she cares about, which is her getting the money in this case and him not being a nerdy otaku. But the problem is that's what she married. Uh, So he goes out to the garbage to try to get his stuff back only to discover that she'd done more than toss it all. It seems that Mackie had expected this and cut everything up with scissors. So she is being malicious. Furious, Mackie's husband locked himself in his room and refused to come out. So again, these are not two adults who discuss things. Here, Mackie includes the comment, in commemoration of his graduating out of such a childish and embarrassing hobby, I'd prepared a grand meal for him, but no matter how many times I called him, I couldn't get him to leave his room. This is, to me, one of the weirdest points of thought I've ever seen. I have taken the thing that you clearly love more than anything else in the world. Sure, it's anime. It's not the thing I love most in the world, but that's irrelevant. 
It's the thing you love the most in the world. I've thrown it out with a strange expectation that you aren't going to do it at all anymore. She's calling it a graduation from his hobby. I wanted to celebrate that and you wouldn't join me for this meal that I made. He didn't know you made a meal. He also didn't agree to any of this. And that actually seems to me the core issue here is she has expectations. She hasn't actually spoken to him about any of it. She hasn't realized that they haven't had an agreement this whole time. She's just trying to push him to do what she wants. And when he doesn't, she gets grumpy. He takes sort of a stance and she escalates. She thinks she's thrown out all this stuff he's done now. Like he's just going to go out and buy more stuff. The next morning, her husband appeared and told her, we're getting divorced. I want you to leave right away. He added that he would keep their son. Finally, Mackie ends her post saying, I don't want to get divorced. The problem is his hobby. I don't see why I'm being chased out. Now, here's an interesting question. I don't want to get divorced is what she says. She doesn't say, I actually love my husband. I actually want to stay with him. She just says, I don't want to get divorced. That choice of language to me is very interesting because that choice of language actually says, I don't want to lose the situation I'm in. I just want him to change to make me happy. The problem is his hobby. But as I said a little earlier, definitively, his hobby is who he is. This is probably how he defines himself. And she knew that when she got married. So she isn't saying the problem is his hobby. The problem is he's not doing the things I want him to do. I don't see why I'm being chased out. Her final statement, she's being chased out because she keeps laying down ultimatums that he will not accept. And he knows she's not going to accept him. He knows she's not going to have sort of like a negotiation period. So it has to be A or B and he's choosing B. Uh, internet commentators did not have sympathy for Mackie. You went too far. There's nothing to be done but leave. You need to break up. Make your own money so you can live on your own. And that uh, is an interesting statement. Because again, this is coming from Japanese people being trans translated into English. I have heard this before. I've heard women, young women in Japan say, I want to get married and just stay home. They don't actually say like, I want to have a good relationship or be happy. They just really don't want to work. And that is scary. I'm actually surprised this guy, because otakus, we actually have an image of them as being uh, sort of relatively weak-willed. He just decided, no, I'm done. You're out. I feel so badly for your husband. Please just divorce him as he asked. Your husband is so pitiful. Please divorce him quickly. There's no way to look at this as your, but as your fault. So we end up with the final question. Is this okay? Like, like how far can you go? Because there needs to be some expectations of change. So I will make adjustments for my wife. My wife will make adjustments for me. The core issue here isn't even actually about being nerdy or nerdy hobbies. It's that she had expectations of 100% change with nothing coming back. She said, you do what I want and nothing else. And this is a very Japanese problem. I'm sure it's a problem in other relationships in other countries and stuff, but it's a very, very Japanese one because they have one of the highest divorce rates for men in their 60s. Because what happens is the men work and work and work because Japan's famous for the work culture. Then they retire. They have no life outside of work, so they don't really know what to do. They stay home and annoy their wives and they get divorced. And a lot of women actually call their husbands garbage. Like they start saying stuff like that. 
because they don't respect them. Uh, I would be interested in what other people think is acceptable. Like, so you're married, you're in a relationship and your partner has a hobby or something you don't like. How far, what, how, how much do you expect them to change? What do you expect from them? Because I had an interesting conversation. This was with a girlfriend back in university. I was doing judo uh, four or five days a week and I was going to the gym every morning. The interesting thing to me was that every time it came up, it was like, would you give up judo for her? So basically it's, do you love her more than you love this thing you do? And my answer was always judo was here first. And uh, there is the other question of which is easier to replace the amount of time and effort I've put into judo or a girl, which sounds very callous, but it is actually true because people are mutable and you can find other people to match what you feel or think. And it's the same. It goes both ways. If the guy doesn't match your expectations and you have expectations, I'm not saying you should change those. I'm saying you should find a guy who matches your expectations. But these nerd situations, because there is a bias there inherently, it seems like like they're treated unfairly. Like there's an expectation that they should quit playing, playing video games or watching anime and stuff. One of the earliest conversations I had with my wife was about how many hours a day I play video games. And the thing is, I was playing video games usually while she was watching TV and she would say, you know, video games are pointless. I was like, it's far more interactive and stimulating than the Japanese television you watch. I'm going to end there, but it's an interesting question. I would like some feedback on how you feel. How much should someone change for their partner? It's something I actually would like to revisit after I get other people's opinions. So this might be one of the first two-part Velosa podcasts. Velosa podcast. Velosa podcast. Hey, sexy friend. He's making me his bitch. Maybe you want to get a piece of that. Pretty good. I want to talk about sexy teens. I was getting erections. It's a very creepy feeling. I can guarantee that underwear theft will come up again. Thank you for listening. You can subscribe on iTunes, Google, Spotify, or anywhere you get podcasts. You can also watch on YouTube slash Velosa Podcast or streaming on twitch.tv slash chunkmcbeefchest. You can find Ninja News Japan on Facebook. Send questions or comments to speakpipe.com slash podcast for your first step to fame. Not the good kind, the fleeting pointless kind. Link in the description. Check out all the podcasts in the Veloci Podcast family. See McBee, Ninja News Japan and Daily Affirmations Weekly. Where nerds come to play and we don't break your shit. Even if you make me mad, I won't break your first edition Pokemon Gundam.